Welcome to Life's Issues with Lauren Jono, a show created to help you tackle life's greatest issues from personal development to relationships, health, and business. Life's Issues is brought to you by the Tough Talk Radio Network. Now here's your host, Lauren Jono. Everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Lauren Giorno and I'm the host of Life's Issues, coming to you live all the way from Toronto, Canada, every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tough Talk Radio. As you may know, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible transform themselves so that they are living their best, most authentic, fulfilled, purposeful, and happiest life. Every week, I will be bringing you experts from around the world to discuss a range of topics, from personal development to health, business, spirituality, relationships, and more, all with the intention of inspiring you and transforming you to a bolder life. This hour is all about you, so if there's anything you would love to hear about on the show, please don't hesitate to email me at lauren at laurenjourno.com. So this past weekend, I was invited to attend a personal development workshop. Three days of people from all walks of life working to become better within themselves. I've been doing this type of thing for nearly two decades now, both for my own personal growth, but also as part of my career. And I have to say that I was shocked at how people responded under pressure that was created to provide opportunities to see how your true self really shows up and enable you to grow from that. I literally had to leave the room at times when I just, I literally couldn't witness what was happening. And I felt at the time that no matter what I would have said, it would not have been heard by many of the people in the room. As they really spoke to each other in such a mean and aggressive way. And it blew me away at how they actually thought that shaming each other, blaming each other, and attacking each other could ever create a positive result and create unity and cause a group to come together for three days, which was the intention. I truly believe that how you do anything is how you do everything. And what showed up in that room from so many individuals is guaranteed to be showing up in their life and their relationships and in their world. And I wonder what it will ultimately take for the world to treat each other with respect and honesty and kindness, regardless of age, of race, of gender, of looks, of financial status, and all the other reasons that people judge each other. But I can say that when I did eventually speak up on Sunday, because I couldn't contain myself anymore, so many people came up to me afterwards to thank me and said that they had been feeling the exact same way, yet no one else had spoken up. And again, I just felt that this is such a reflection of what's happening in the world as we stand by and witness so many injustices in our personal lives and in the world on a day-to-day basis. And then just as if the universe was working to confirm this message for me, 
not that I needed confirmation, but still, this morning I listened to Caitlin Jenner's acceptance speech at the SP Awards. The SP Awards honors individuals and team athletic achievements and other sports-related performance, sports performances. And for those of you who don't know, Caitlin Jenner was previously Bruce Jenner and has recently come out as a transgender, facing enormous judgment and ridicule. Caitlin was presented with the Arthur Ashe Award for Courage, and what a deserving recipient. And although as she made her acceptance speech, she was speaking as an ex-professional athlete and speaking to professional athletes, she so eloquently stated something that I believe applies to all of us. And that is the responsibility of how we conduct our lives and that what we say and do has an impact on everyone around us. Because as Caitlin so eloquently put it, how we show up is absorbed, observed by everyone around us. It has an impact. So why don't we rather choose to embrace the simple idea of accepting others for who they are and not who they aren't, and to take the time to learn about them and understand them and to speak up for those who need our voice. You know, we all go through challenges and struggles in life. And so how wonderful would it be if instead of judging each other, we took the time to consider that what they are struggling with and rather be compassionate and empathetic, be kind and generous. I know that both of my guests today will shed some light on this, one from the aspect of consciously creating your life and the other from what we will consider and reflect on at the end of it. But before we get started, I want to make sure that you know how you can be a part of the show. Simply call in at 347-989-1363 at any time to join the conversation and ask your questions. Just press 1 and my producer Tony will bring you to the show. You can of course also listen in by phone or online by going to www.lifesissueswithlaurenjourno.com. I know we'd love to have you join us. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and then I'll bring up my first guest for today, Jackie Lappin. Did you know that an estimated 52 million Americans listened to Internet radio in the last month, or that weekly Internet radio audience has increased 60% over the last year, and that more than 8 in 10 people are online from any location? Tough Talk Radio Network is a company dedicated to providing a platform that allows opportunities for guests, hosts, and sponsors to market themselves to the internet radio media where they can be heard by millions. To find out how Tough Talk Radio Network can help you, go to toughtalkradionetwork.com. Attention entrepreneurs, it's time to get real. Real about who you are, where you want to be, and what you're willing to do to get there. To make the leap from just getting by 
to making real money and making a real difference in this world takes a plan and certain skills. If you are serious about building a business that makes a difference in this world, join Michelle Sism at her Legacy Live event in Houston, Texas, September 10th through the 12th. Learn more at LegacyLiveEvent.com. We will see you there. Lauren Dono is an elite, international certified, high-performance coach, author, and speaker with over 15 years' experience helping clients transform so that they are living bolder, happier, and more successful lives. Through a combination of her world-class coaching program and exclusive assessments, her mission is to get to the crux of your issues quickly and accurately, and then guide you to achieve sustained and higher levels of clarity, joy, energy, connection, influence, and overall performance in every area of your life. To learn more or to contact Lauren, go to laurenjano.com. Welcome back, everyone. I would like to introduce my first guest for today, Jackie Lappin. Jackie is the founder of, of Conscious and Transformational Speakers, a publicity firm specializing in all matters relating to body, mind, and spirit, and conscious living. Her vision is to help grow consciousness in the world by giving a greater voice to the transformative agents. Jackie is also a best-selling author, and her most recent book, Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires, was chosen as the best spiritual book of the year at the International New Age Trade Show. Jackie, welcome to the show. I'm delighted to be here, Lauren. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's our pleasure to have you on the show, and I just love um, the space you're in and the work that you do and... It just so resonates, especially with what I was just talking about, what happened this past weekend. So I'm really thrilled to have you here. Thank you. I'm sorry that um, we continue to hear these stories and to see them on the streets, that people are consciously creating a life that not only uh, limits their ability to succeed and grow, but also obviously impacts the rest of us. Uh, yeah, but, but that's what we're here to do, is to be teachers, to... to Awaken those that are willing to be awakened. Absolutely. So, Jackie, can I gave a little, you know, introduction into about you. Would you mind just to share with our listeners a little more, bit more about what you do and um, and where you're calling in from as well? Oh, great. All right. Well, I'm calling in from Southern California, just outside of Los Angeles, a little place called Westlake Village. And um, I started my career as one of the first women sports writers in America, and I segued into the public relations area. And within a couple of years, I had one of the largest sports and special sports and entertainment PR agencies in the country. Um, and we worked for everybody from the National Hockey League to Toyota Motorsports to uh, the Golf Channel, you name it. Um, after some years in that business, um, I continued to grow in the PR side including uh, launching the worldwide poker phenomena, if you can imagine that, uh, with <laughs> wow. the World Poker Tour. Um, but um, about uh, eight, nine years ago, I started on my own personal spiritual journey. And in the course of doing that, I really realized that this was before the secret came to this country, that there was something that really was not being addressed, and that was how our thoughts and our emotions really uh, have an impact on our future. And so I sat down to write my first book, which is The Art of Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires. 
And it's really, I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry, Art of Conscious Creation, which, uh, which is um, it's, uh, how you can transform the planet. Sorry, I'm combining two uh, book titles here. And uh, that book was designed basically to give people 25 guiding you, uh, principles on how to manage their personal frequency. Because what we're really talking about is frequency, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So with that book, I realized that um, there was an opportunity to really promote um, consciousness in the world. And by the time I had created my second book, which is, um, which is Practical Conscious Creation, Daily Techniques to Manifest Your Desires, I'd really shifted our public relations agency entirely into mind-body-spirit and serving the mind-body-spirit community. And in the course of that, a lot of people came to me and said, oh, can you book us on, the, in, uh, on this platform and this platform and this platform? And while we are already booking everybody on radio, we do a radio media tour that reaches 3,000 personal growth radio shows, we really didn't have a, uh, an avenue to book them in speaking. And finally I said, okay, the universe is asking me to do something. Why am I not listening? And so I follow, you know, I call God my CEO. And uh, so we then opened uh, Conscious and Transformational Speakers to help book people uh, in, you know, on, on platforms where they're going to help grow their platform and deliver more conscious content into the world. And so that's what I do uh, from a professional standpoint. I still have my two wonderful books out into the market. Um, and I, but I spend most of my time helping not just deliver my messages, but deliver other people's messages. And so, um, but uh, practical conscious creation for me is uh, a passion, uh, a, way, a passionate way I can change people's lives. I love that. Um, and so needed to get more of this message out to more people. So can you just recap for the listeners and for us what conscious creation is and, and how it works? Well, it's really all about um, being able to live the life we choose rather than letting life happen to us. When we are consciously creating, we are creating a life that enables us to uh, manifest what it is that we want. When we are not really focusing and doing this uh, effectively, then essentially we're at the mercy of what everything else, whatever happens to us. But we actually can shift that, and that's what's really exciting, and that's really all about how that energy works. And that's, I think, what we really need to kind of focus on is really getting a good understanding, if, you can, if we can, with your listeners, about how that energy works. Is that... Is that something we can, can address? Oh, I'd love you to address this. Actually, my next question on my list is, okay, so how does this energy process <laughs> work and who does it work on and, and how can we tap into it? Absolutely. That's perfect. Okay. So, you know, all of our thoughts, you can see the energy that our body is. That's molecules slowed down to a very low pace. But our thoughts and our emotions are also energy. And they actually go out into the world and they impact people in a, or things in a domino effect or they bring like energy back. And that is what law of attraction is all about. It's going to attract back like energy. So um, when you, and so you'll see how this plays out because we actually vibrate in a range of frequencies, high to low. And the low frequencies are fear and anxiety and worry and disappointment and distrust all of those negative kinds of energies. So when we are going about in the world experiencing those kinds of energies, then in fact we're attracting back more to reinforce that. So if you're distrustful, you're going to attract people back that are 
dishonest or you're going to create distrust between you and them. Um, so you're going to reemphasize and, and re-experience what it is that you're already feeling. Now, what that does is that it makes it, it makes like, like living, uh, 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 driving a car with the brakes on. In other words, life gets difficult, you're experiencing money challenges, you're having relationship problems. Life is just really no, no a ball, of, a ball of, uh, of fun at that point. Now, right. but if you're vibrating in the high range, which is love and joy and compassion and trust and gratitude and appreciation, when you're vibrating in those high frequencies, you are actually vibrating in the frequency range of the universe. The universe vibrates at the highest frequency, which is love. And so it's, when you're vibrating in that range, it's like the universe is carrying you forward. It's like having the wind in your sails or having a, being drafted in a race car. And here's what happens. That's when you see synchronicities happen. Doors mm. open. Life gets easy. Things unfold beautifully. And, wow, it's really amazing. Now, add to that, when you are consciously creating, creating with intent in a high vibrational state, that's when you're going to begin to see your manifestations come to you very quickly. It's very Pavlovian. Okay. When you see it, you think, oh, man, I want to do more of it. And so it's very cool. So two questions for you. One, if you can just elaborate a little bit specifically what you mean by conscious creation and how people can do that. And then the other, I think, more in, or equally important question is how can someone – adjust their frequency so if literally they are in a circumstance where things are not going well and uh, you know there was just rampant this weekend at this de personal development workshop that I was at um, where you know they, there's some people that are in some really challenging situations and understandably have fear and, and anxiety etc how can they within those situations change their frequency to um, a higher level? Okay, so let's start with that question. Okay. There's actually, there's, there's, there's two things that we're looking at. We're really looking at what I call negative energy habits, and that's things that we constantly do to ourselves, and that is, you know, we are always complaining, we, uh, that we, we, th we think we're not enough, um, you know, we have uh, communication issues because we denigrate other people, we are angry and respond, you know, all, there's lots of different habits that we have. And you can actually spot those habits and begin to change. When you become aware that these are low-frequency activities, you can actually start changing them. And when you do, you can do things like, there's, in my Practical Conscious Creation book, there is um, a chapter just, um, and by the way, there's 70 individual little chapters and, and 70 different tips. It's, it's easy reading. So there's one on there on how you change your perspective, how you take something negative and how you actually ask yourself certain questions. How can I look at this differently? How can I approach things differently? How, what is the universe trying to teach me here? How, what, what can I learn from this that I can use for betterment in the future or for somebody else's betterment? You know, so it's shifting your perspective. But it's when you become aware of this and thinking, I don't want to think that anymore. I don't want to go that direction. I don't want to speak unkind thoughts unco unconsciously. I want to consciously be present about what I'm saying, what I'm doing in the world, you begin to think, all right, what is my alternative here? I can look at it this way or I could look at it that way. 
Um, you know, I could look at the glass half full or I can look at the glass half empty. And I happen to be one of those people that's a glass half empty by nature. I have had to <laughs> teach myself this. And if I can do this, anybody yeah. can do this, trust me. So, um, and, and the book, Practical Conscious Creation, is filled with different ways. But one of the simple things is when you want to shift your energy very, very quickly, there are certain things you can do. Uh, I have 300 roses around my house. I literally go out and smell the roses. But you can actually, you can play music. You can um, listen to music. You can play with your kids. You can do, go out in nature. You can do exercise. You can meditate. Um, you can um, uh, read a book. Do things that actually bring you joy and peace and they will instantly shift your negative energy. If you're going into one of those spirals of it's a bad day, you know, but the you know the dogs uh, dogs you know peed all over the house. My boss is, is angry with me. I guarantee you that if you let it go, it's going to spiral and get worse. But you can actually stop that kind of negative energy by actually doing those things that I just mentioned. And I love what you say in that you know when you say you are naturally a person who sees the glass half empty. And I know, you know, I do a lot of work in genetics around mood and behavior. And literally some people are genetically wired to see the glass as half empty. But the fact is that that doesn't mean that you can't see it as half full. It may require a little bit more effort. It may be a little bit harder for someone like that. But as you say, the fact is, is that anyone can shift their perspective and the way they see things. And this whole conscious community is filled with people who started one way but have made a conscious decision to work on, on themselves and to choose another way. And so, yes, we all have the potential to change. Um, and we have a t- potential to change not only our lives, but we change others. Because what happens is when we change the way we act, those people we've been dialog- dialoguing with in negative frameworks now have to change how they respond to you. Um, there, I have a great article on here. Is what happens when, uh, when you tr- try to stay positive with a negative energy spouse, you know? And and so there are things that you can do to try to mitigate that and stay on your own path. You're not changing the other person. You're changing yourself. You're holding a vision for their healing and change, and then they often will respond and differently to you. So you, the dynamics change. Now I want to also address your second question about conscious create consciously creating. When we consciously create, we create a new vision for ourselves and what we want to have happen in the future. And what we do is we get very clear with what that is. If you want a new house, if you want a new love, if you want a new business, if you want to generate this, if you want to wait that. You create that vision for yourself. Now, when you're sending that vision to the universe, the other thing that you're doing is you're actually feeling it. You're actually experiencing it in your mind. It's a mind movie as if it were happening now, not in the future, not in the past. Right now, you're experiencing it. What would you be feeling emotionally during that time? You have to experience that emotion. You want to experience the joy, the love, the wonder, the, the excitement about this a particular experience because the universe responds more to our emotional than, than, our, uh, than our thoughts. So it, the, the emotions are the magic, are the express mail to, the, to, the, to the, um, uh, the, the, the cosmic post office. It's the magic bullet. So you want to experience it, it sense it, emotionally experience it, and, um, and then detach from it. Send it to the universe and let it go. Uh, but this visualization process is very important, but here's the important part. And this is why it didn't work for a lot of people with the secret. If right. you are holding okay. this vision 
And at the same time, you are having low-frequency underlying currents. I'm not right. good enough. It never happens to me. I'm desperate. This has to happen. I have no money. I'm, you know, I, I, I've, got, I've got to generate this. If you're vibrating all of that negative energy stuff, the universe is getting mixed signals. It's getting your negative stuff and your high vibration positive stuff. It cannot deliver. You have to be in a high vibrational state, joy, trust, wonder, beauty, uh, 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 you know, uh, appreciation, gratitude, in order for your, your, your visualization to manifest. So you have to fix the one problem in order to be in a place where you can actually receive. Yeah, and, I, and, and that feeling part is, as you say, that's a huge aspect of it, to literally feel the emotions that you would feel in that vision that you're creating. Now, there's one more step that's really important here, Lauren, and that's what I call becoming an actionary, because once you hold a, a conscious to create a vision, you now have to start acting on it even if you have to act as if, because the universe will actually reward you for your commitment and taking a step forward. I, I talk about the fact that there's this little Indiana Jones guy, and he's racing to come to this, uh, and he comes up to this crevice. He's being chased by the bad guy, and there is no bridge over the crevice. And how does he get across? He has to take one foot forward and then the next one, and then the bridge appears step by step as he steps forward. The universe works like that. Once you start stepping out and, and, and taking action, the universe rewards you. It's like brownie points. That's when things get clear, opportunities arise, people show up in your life, um, and you're going, how did this happen? It's, you don't have to concentrate on the how. You just have to concentrate on your next step and where, you're, where you want to head. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the universe is going to take you where you intended to go. It may take you a little off-center because it had a better idea for you. So just yes. follow along and let it go, and it will take you where you're supposed to really be. And I think that's the other, the other thing to, to be aware of is to be open to how it will show up. So you may have this vision of what you want to create, but to not get attached to how you think the steps have to follow for that to happen. Because as you say, the universe has quite possibly got an even better way for it to happen and for it to show up, so to be open to those possibilities. Well, and the best thing that you can be in life is accepting. And I have an article in there that says, um, in uh, Practical Conscious Creation, uh, that uh, expectation is the death of serenity. If you have it all lined up in your mind exactly how it's supposed to happen and it doesn't turn out that way, then you're going to create you know, struggle and, and strife for yourself. On the other hand, if you say, okay, well, that wasn't what I was attending, but let's see where this leads, and be flexible in how you approach life, the universe will always take you in, in areas and ways that are in your highest good. Love it. I love it, Jackie. Thank you so much. Um, how can, I mean, I've been reading your book and I'm just absolutely loving it. How can our listeners get a copy of your book? How can they connect with you, um, you know, offline? That would be great. Um, they can get copies of uh, my books on Amazon, of course, but they can also go to Jackie at JackieLappin.com. There's some very cool videos there and there's a wonderful little um, uh, money tree visual that's great for um, the guided the money tree uh, in, in in the book that we talk about how you can be an ever abundant money tree. 
lots of fun things there. If you want, if you're interested in uh, in in practical conscious creation, that's the place to go. If you're interested in learning more about the, how we help uh, conscious uh, 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 entrepreneurs deliver their message to a wider audience, then they can contact me at consciousmediarelations.com. Consciousmediarelations.com. So I'm I'm readily easily accessible to either one. Um, and you can just reach me at Jackie at Conscious Media Relations if you're interested in talking to me. So, uh, but uh, both of those resources are the best resource, JackieLappin.com and ConsciousMediaRelations.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, um, and honestly, I would love for you to come back. I could sit and talk about this <laughs> like, forever. I just I love this stuff because uh, it, it's so important and the more people get it, the better this world is going to be. But before you leave us today as we wrap up your segment, could you just leave our listeners with maybe three takeaways that they can start doing and implement immediately to help shift what's happening in their life? The first is to be conscious of the way that you're speaking to, your, to yourself and to others. And if you continually tell yourself you can't, or you're, or you're not, or um, other people are not, don't live up to your expectations, you need to rethink how you're talking to, you, to both you and others. That's a really important one. Another one is um, I'm a real big believe it in physical activity. If you are stuck in a place and you're not happy with your life, get out and start exercising. Get out and start walking. Get out and start swimming. Uh, doing things that actually will really change the way that you're feeling about yourself and about the world. Um, I think that's a really good and important one. And um, I would say um, be aware of the frequency that you're putting out into the world um, and how you feel about things. And if you're feeling negative and you're feeling you're automatically going to uh, the worst-case scenario, remember these key words, all is well, because it really is. Ah, oh, thank you so much. What a beautiful segment. What a beautiful message. Thank you for that just content-rich um, interview and for being with us today. I would definitely love to connect with you offline if that's okay with you and hopefully have you back on the show very soon. It would be lovely, Lauren, and thank you so much for allowing me to be here. And I hope that all your listeners become conscious creators so they can manifest what they love in life. Thank you. And to you too, Jackie. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Take care. Okay. We are going to take a quick commercial break, and then we will be back with my second guest, Judy Flickinger. Listen to The Legal Eagle and The Coach each Wednesday from noon to 1 p.m. on Tough Talk Radio Network. Leading local and national experts in business will share their keys to success so that our listening audience can be educated and entertained along the way to becoming all they can be. So whether you're new to business or highly experienced, The Legal Eagle and The Coach with hosts David Alterburn and Brian Kaiser is a great radio program for you. For more information, go to LegalEagleAndTheCoachRadio.com. Attention entrepreneurs, it's time to get real. Real about who you are, where you want to be, and what you're willing to do to get there. To make the leap from just getting by, to making real money and making a real difference in this world takes a plan and certain skills. If you are serious about building a business that makes a difference in this world, join Michelle Sism at her Legacy Live event in Houston, Texas. 
September 10th through the 12th. Learn more at LegacyLiveEvent.com. We will see you there. Jono is an elite, international certified, high-performance coach, author, and speaker with over 15 years' experience helping clients transform so that they are living bolder, happier, and more successful lives. Through a combination of her world-class coaching program and exclusive assessments, her mission is to get to the crux of your issues quickly and accurately and then guide you to achieve sustained and higher levels of clarity, joy, energy, connection, influence, and overall performance in every area of your life. To learn more or to contact Lauren, go to laurenjano.com. Welcome back, everyone. I am excited to introduce my second guest for today, Judy Flickinger. Judy was a hospice nurse for the last 12 years of her 42-year professional life as a registered nurse. Her passion is teaching good end-of-life care. She has been a guest lecturer for various medical programs, appeared on TV and radio, and is a published author. Judy received Central Florida's 2011 Woman of Hope Award for her book and her work with hospice. Her book, Spirit Matters, how to Remain Fully Alive with a Life-Limiting Illness offers a seldom-considered but all-important perspective on what really matters at the end of life. Judy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Laura. I'm so happy to be here with you and your listeners. Oh, we are so thrilled to have you. And what a perfect um, second segment. You know, I've just been speaking with Jackie about how to create, um, you know, consciously create a wonderful life and, and how to live life to the fullest. And, and then we have you now to share with us and give us some insights on, on what it's like when we get to the end of our life. Absolutely. And it's a very important topic because 100% of us, Lauren, are going to die. And, <laughs> and statistics show that 90% of us are going to die of a chronic lingering illness, 90%. Oh. So this message is for 90% of us. Uh, what people don't realize is that dying can take a very long time. I mean, death, you breathe out and then you don't breathe in. That's death. But dying mm -hmm. can take weeks, months, or even years. And it's how you live that time. That's what matters the most. So what is the number one question that hospice is asked in your experience? Well, in my experience, and I've traveled across uh, the country, the United States, and talked to many hospice workers, and they all say the same thing. Why didn't anyone tell us about this wonderful program before now? I have needed this help for so long, but I didn't know I could get it. That's the number one question. Okay, got it. So what do, what do recent studies show about end-of-life care? What, do, what does it reveal? Um, what do our listeners need to know about this? Because as you said, it's like not a topic that's, that people talk about. It's, it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But, you know, all the presentations, the radio interviews I do, 
it's not gloom and doom. This is education, empowerment, and inspirational, actually. The recent studies show the Institute of Medicine concluded a study in September of last year. It was a 22 panel uh, of experts from, I mean, professionals. And they studied for a long time. The study they put together was called Dying in America. And the 500-page report revealed what I've been speaking about for 26 years. We're doing a terrible job on end-of-life care. Now, Lauren, I, I would imagine they spent several million dollars on this study, but I could have told them without any study because I've been living this for so many years, yeah. and I, would, I wouldn't have charged them a cent. We're doing a terrible job. And there are many reasons why. So can you tell us a little bit about your book, Spirit Matters, and, and how is your book different from other books on end-of-life care? Well, I've read almost all of them. And my book focuses on the human spirit, who we are as a person inside of us, and how do you keep that alive and well when you're going through an end-of-life situation. And, there, are, you know, my book is done in lessons. And the lessons are on, you know, what do you need to know about pain management? My lesson says no one should die living in pain. We know how to manage pain. And nobody knows better end-of-life pain management than hospice. You know, we, we see what works. I've taken care of hundreds of dying people, and I know what works, and I know what doesn't work. So we fight for our patients to keep them comfortable. I talk about feudal care. Uh, we see so much of that in our country and across the world, and it's wasting billions of our health care dollars. And I identify feudal care as medical care causing more harm than good. And yeah. as I say, we do so much of that. And it causes so much unnecessary suffering. And it's not just for the patient. It's for the loved ones as well. So it, it doesn't have to be that way. And my book shows how to make it so it's not that way. I also so talk about how do you balance the benefit versus the burden of the treatments that we're getting. Uh, sometimes the treatments cause more harm than good and yeah. um, become a tremendous burden to the patient and to their loved ones. So how do you, the chapter shows how to balance um, the benefit versus the burden. So, and my book has also a chapter because I'm all about the human spirit. It has a chapter, what do you say to someone that is in the, in the stage of dying or living with a life-limiting illness? What do you say that will enlighten and, and raise their, their human spirit, make them feel better emotionally? So um, can, you, can you talk to that point specifically, if you don't mind? No, I don't mind talking about any of it. Um, I guess first and foremost, 
Um, and I've heard politicians say this, I feel your pain. Well, that's not a good thing to say to someone that's living with a life-limiting illness because you don't feel their pain. You have no idea what their pain is, uh, their emotional pain, their spiritual pain, um, their financial pain. Uh, you, you don't have any idea about another person's because we're all different. Um, you should never um, stop a person while they're having, you know, while they're bearing their soul to you. Um, don't stop them because it gives them a chance to talk about their fears and, and you know, the things that they're thinking about. So if you stop them because you're uncomfortable with the conversation, that's, that's not good for their human spirit. Hmm. Uh, we all... We all need to have value placed on who we are as a person. So you need to acknowledge that person and what their life has meant to you. We need physical comfort. Um, We need honesty and respect uh, because people usually know what's going on in their own body. And and sometimes we're not honest. And that doesn't do them any good. They need companionship and and compassion, and they need to to heal their deep and old emotional wounds. Um, I used to, when I'd go visit my patients and their their loved ones, I would write down on a three-by-five card for them things that you need to say to each other before the death occurs. Um, Cicely Saunders named Cicely Saunders, who was one of the founders of of the modern hospice movement. She says, we should should not lose the chance of making time to pack our bags and say, sorry, goodbye, and thank you. And on the three-by-five card, I write down, say goodbye, say thank you, say I'm sorry, say I forgive you, and I, and I hope you'll forgive me. Say, I love you, and then say, bye. And, and yeah. that can be so nurturing to that human spirit. Um, they need to be able to achieve their goals. And, of course, if we get them in hospice early enough, they're very often able to achieve some of those goals. But because we keep treating people far beyond Lauren, I'm telling you, this is very common knowledge in the hospice community. Physicians will keep treating their patients longer than they would allow treatment on themselves. There's a message there. Um, You know, are they keeping us in the dark? Who are they they trying to fool? They know what these, these unnecessary treatments are and what they, what the pain they, they cause. And everyone needs to remain hopeful in some areas of their care. Um, They need as much personal control as they can possibly have. Sometimes it's just being able to wash their own face, but just giving them some control. Because, Lauren, when you're dying, you're losing control of everything. Right. So, you know, forcing someone to eat, or drink, ensure. Well, you know, I'm living with a life-limiting illness. 
don't put unsure in my mouth. Give me a hot fudge Sunday, you know. Yeah. Help my spirit. Yeah, um, you know, I lost my mom um, 14 years ago. And I'll never forget one incident where um, my mom wanted some chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why this stuck in my mind. Maybe because I love chocolate. Um, and my dad said, no, don't give it, like, don't let her have it. It's not good for her. She shouldn't be eating chocolate. And I'm, like, I literally went, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, good for so, you. You know, and I just, and it's, so I can so relate um, to what you're saying. And it's just, yeah, we sometimes just don't think. And I guess from our perspective is that we want to keep that person around as long as we possibly can. But you, you can't always look at it from that way, I guess. Well, not only that, but if you've taken away their spirit, we saw so many people coming into hospice that were they were beaten down, they were worn out, they were in unmanaged pain and other symptoms. Uh, financially, they were drained, they were scared, um, and their spirit was so depleted, they didn't have anything left to fight with. Um, they were still getting treatment, but that wasn't what their problem was. They needed their spirit back so maybe they could fight longer. Um, so that's, I mean, I told my, my children, you know, when I'm dying and I can't swallow anymore, just take a little chocolate because that's my favorite thing and just put it on my tongue and let that absorb through my, my mucosa because that's going to make me happy. Um, be with me. Even if you're not comfortable being there, stay with me. Um, And if you're crying, that's okay. It's sad. You know, don't be afraid of tears. Yours are theirs. Be comfortable in that. That can make such a difference because it allows them to be real in in a very sad situation. But it's not all gloom and doom. There's there's much, uh, there can be much happiness and and smiles and sharing stories, bringing out a photo album and going right. through some old pictures. That can that can feed a person's spirit. And things that you say, sometimes you don't know what to say. And, and you can say, I, you know, I don't know what to say right now, and I don't know how you feel. Help me to understand what this is like for you. Um, don't ever say everything happens for a reason. I mean, you certainly don't want to say that, especially to someone that's losing a child. Um, Don't say to them, don't talk that way. Um, You know, it's real for them. So telling them not to feel that or not to talk that way, that's not helping their spirit. You can say to them, what's the worst part of this for you? That opens dialogue and right. allows them to share with you the dread that they feel inside themselves. So it is, um, it's a gift you can get to give to them. Um, and, you, and if you, you know, you could say, do you want to talk now? Because if you don't, that's okay. I can come back another time. And um, when you want to talk, I'm available. Um, don't give advice too early unless they ask for it. I mean, I've been doing this for so many years, 
and I don't offer advice. Um, well, you know, I, 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 I wait till they ask. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's not easy work that you do, and I, I just I have the such huge admiration for what you do because I know well I don't know but I can understand you know sense how how hard it is so I'm having lost someone um, well, to have those conversations and to bring up those things it's not easy. Well, Lauren, it's um, it's it's my favorite job, and I think I've done almost every nursing job there ever was, but this is what I went into nursing for, to be a bedside nurse, and I can honestly say it's the most tiring work I've ever done, not physically, but emotionally. I'm tired after I've seen patients all day, Um, but it's the emotional part, Mm. Um, but it's been my favorite job, and, and now that I am retired, it's my passion just to educate as many people as I can. And my book does a lot of that education, and so do my lectures. Um, and I'll, I'll go anywhere to speak. I would love to speak at some conferences, aging conferences, um, medical conferences. I would love to educate um, the medical community. You know, people don't, people don't know but physicians are given very little training in end-of-life care, so they don't know what they don't know. Right. So I would like an opportunity to be able to educate. Well, um, I think to connect you with Jackie, <laughs> um, yeah. introduce the two of you um, for sure. Another question that I have for you: You talk about you know the conversation yeah. and why it's so important. Can you just um, clarify what? specifically that conversation is and talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, First of all, everyone should have a living will and a durable power of attorney for health care. You can obtain those online. There's no charge. And you don't need an attorney um, to make those legal issues. Um, You just need two witnesses that are related to you. Set that aside because, to me, the conversation is every bit as important as those two areas. Now, the conversation is the conversation you have with your loved ones and your physician and anyone else that will be involved in your care should you become terminally ill. And the conversation is, this is what I want should I become terminally ill, and this is what I don't want. And a recent um, program that has come up has made this so much easier. It's called the Conversation Project. And you can get that online, theconversationproject.org. It walks you through these questions and with spaces to fill in your answers and also how to get this conversation started with your loved ones. Now, I had my conversation with my adult children, oh, probably 10 years ago because I've been doing this work for so long and I've seen so many, so much suffering. And I set them down and they weren't happy, my eldest especially, who does not do death and dying, and especially for his mom. I set yeah. them down and I had the conversation. I don't do it either. <laughs> Well, 
let me tell you what my eldest said. Mom, yes. it was at Christmas time. He said, Mom, do you know that you're going to ruin our Christmas? <laughs> I said, David, how can I ruin your Christmas? I've been preparing for you all to come home for Christmas for a month or more. I'm not going to ruin your Christmas. And I don't care if you don't like this subject. This is very important to me. And you go get your brother and your sister and you go sit down because we are having this conversation. And I said, I promise you, it won't take more than 15 minutes. So he grumbled and they went and sat down with their spouses. And I basically laid laid out for them, number one, I want to be comfortable. If I am living with a life-limiting illness, I don't want to be in pain. I don't want to be always sick at my stomach. We know how to manage that. I want to be home or in a home-like setting. If it's necessary for me to be in a nursing home, I want to be on a hospice unit in that nursing home. I I want you kids by my bedside. I want you to be there sharing stories, laughing with each other. I want to be able to see that. I said, I want to be clean. I've seen so many patients the first day we admit them to hospice, some of them in their homes, Lauren, that haven't had a bath for two weeks. I don't want that to happen to me. Their families just don't know how to take care of them. But see, that's what we do in hospice. We teach them how to take care of them. So I want to be clean. I want someone to comb my hair. I want someone to brush my teeth if I can't do it for myself. Mm. I I spoke up to my one daughter-in-law, and I said, and promise me you'll put a little lipstick on me. That's what I want. I said, I want to be in a a pretty nighty. I don't want to be in a hospital with a hospital gown on with my butt sticking out. I don't want that. I said, um, and I don't want to be in the hospital because, Lauren, when you're in the hospital, they have to be doing something to you. And at the end of your life, you don't need a lot. But what you do need, you need really, really badly. And being in a hospital is not one of the things that you need with them prodding and poking and tubes and um, different IVs. You don't need that. So why do that to a person? I don't want to be in an ICU unit because there it's even worse. You're going to yeah. be hooked up to machines. It's going to be bells and whistles and lights on. And I said, I'll be pulling those tubes out so they'll tie my arms down. Lauren, I don't want to die with my arms tied down. Oh, and I don't think anyone does. And No. Yeah, we and don't. Judy, I, I can't but Our time is, is come to an end, and um, I just want to make sure that people know where they can get your book or where they can reach you if they'd like to. Um what what's the best um, way for them to connect with you and to get well, your book? book? My book is Spirit Matters, How to Remain Fully Alive with a Life-Limiting Illness. It's available Barnes & Noble online, Amazon online. Okay. It's, it's available for my publisher, Tate, T-A-T-E, Publishing, and it's available in audiobook um, form. And my website is www.spiritmattersauthor.com. Awesome.
Judy, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today and just share this vital information that, uh, honestly, I wish I had had an awareness and a knowledge of this, you know, 14 years ago. Um, and so I just really thank you, A, for what you do and for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. You too, Lauren. Bye thank now. You. All right, we are going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back to wrap up the show. Listen to The Legal Eagle and The Coach each Wednesday from noon to 1 p.m. on Tough Talk Radio Network. Leading local and national experts in business will share their keys to success so that our listening audience can be educated and entertained along the way to becoming all they can be. So whether you're new to business or highly experienced, The Legal Eagle and The Coach with hosts David Alterburn and Brian Kaiser is a great radio program for you. For more information, go to LegalEagleAndTheCoachRadio.com. Did you know that an estimated 52 million Americans listened to Internet radio in the last month? Or that weekly Internet radio audience has increased 60% over the last year? And that more than 8 in 10 people are online from any location? Tough Talk Radio Network is a company dedicated to providing a platform that allows opportunities for guests, hosts, and sponsors to market themselves to the internet radio media where they can be heard by millions. To find out how Tough Talk Radio Network can help you, go to toughtalkradionetwork.com. Lauren Dono is an elite, international certified, high-performance coach, author, and speaker with over 15 years' experience helping clients transform so that they are living bolder, happier, and more successful lives. Through a combination of her world-class coaching program and exclusive assessments, her mission is to get to the crux of your issues quickly and accurately, and then guide you to achieve sustained and higher levels of clarity, joy, energy, connection, influence, and overall performance in every area of your life. To learn more or to contact Lauren, go to laurenjano.com. Welcome back. Thank goodness for that commercial break. I needed it to compose myself for a few minutes. What a tough, a tough topic, but what an amazing show, and I know I definitely will be re-listening to it, you know, just being shown how to live our lives with dignity and grace and create what we want, and then when we get to the end of our life, to have those same things, um, just such such important information, and I'm so grateful to both our guests today, both Judy and Jackie, for being with us. As always, if you want to connect with me, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Lauren Jorno or email me directly at Lauren at And if you would like to be a guest on the show, please go to Life's Issues with LaurenJorno.com and fill out the registration form. I want to thank you again for listening in today and make sure you join me next week. Until then, embrace your inner truth, live your purpose, and make your contribution in the world today. You've been listening to Life's Issues with Lauren Jano on the Tough Talk Radio Network 
special thanks to all of our sponsors. If you'd like to be a sponsor or a guest, please visit toughtalkradionetwork.com for more information.